Are you looking for ways to attract and retain private pay clients? Thryzer is a payment platform for therapists built to help clients automatically tap into their out-of-network benefits and save on therapy up front. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. Therapy notes, the number one trusted EHR among mental health professionals just keeps getting better and better. With legendary customer support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're giving you all the tools you need to succeed, whether you're a solo clinician or a group practice. Try them free for two months using promo code MODERN today. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back, Modern Therapists. This is the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Woodhelm with Katie Vernoy. This is the podcast for therapists about the things that we do in our practice, the ways that we manage our lives, and we are talking about how do therapists take vacations, and and especially longer vacations. Some of us might be taking some extended time off for the holidays. What do we do for ourselves? What do we do as far as being in a profession that we owe our clients stability and predictability and how do we manage all of that kind of stuff so diving into that today and katie you have convinced me over the years to take more vacations so as our resident vacation expert what is it that (laughs) you do or what are some of the considerations that you think that we should start off with well, I just want to acknowledge this is probably the second or third time we've talked about this over the years, but I don't think we've talked about it since the big push with telehealth during the pandemic. So probably I'll find some old vacation episodes in the show notes and others in the show notes. And some, and I'll probably also link to our episode with Kim Tolson on the traveling therapist situation, because that's another option. But to answer your question, what do I do on vacation? I I, I try to get seven or eight weeks off a year. It doesn't turn into that being full time away from clients because I have every other weekers and I do have, you know, the, the the scheduling stuff where you leave on a Wednesday and you come back on a Monday or whatever. So it's two and a half weeks instead of three, that kind of stuff. But I think it's it's something where for me, I find that vacation is so important as a therapist. And it always makes me very sad when folks are like, I can't afford to take vacation or I don't have time for vacation or those types of things. And so I want to push back on those things because I do understand that there are financial reasons that you can't take big extravagant vacations, but time away from practice is really, really important for our mental health, for our ability to be present for our clients, for all of that. That's why I wanted to make sure we we revisited this because I see more folks trying to get away on vacation. And I want folks to know kind of what what to consider while they're while they're doing it. So amongst the things that you're talking about here, I want to maybe dive into the one that I think is one that I faced a lot earlier in my career is if I'm not working, I'm not making money. And particularly if I'm not making money, then how am I going to be able to afford, you know, being a therapist? How can people afford this if you're in private practice or you're working in an agency, private practice, you don't see clients, you don't get paid. If 
you're working for an agency that doesn't have paid time off and kind of making sure that like you have consistent income sorts of things. I've been practicing long enough now that I kind of stow away some money in my business accounts and kind of keep a regular paycheck even while I'm on vacation. But for those people who are earlier in their careers, haven't had necessarily that kind of time and ability to kind of store away their acorns for taking a a longer break. What do you suggest as far as this balance other than just like you need time away? Well, I think there's there's two things we're talking about. So the first one is money. And so I actually want to direct folks, and I'll put this in the show notes to the episode we did with Jenny Shop Miller around how do you actually budget for vacation? And so for folks who are private pay in private practice, it's determining your fees based on how much time you're going to spend in the office versus how much time you're going to be out. So you put it into the numbers. You set your fee based on what you need it to be. Now, for folks with insurance or hybrid practices, it looks at how many clients do you need to see for the time that you want away. That's more in-depth than I think we go into here, but being figuring out how many sessions do you have to have in a year or how many weeks do you have to work a year? And if so, what levers can you pull to make sure you're bringing in the right amount of money to cover the whole year, even if you're not working every single day of that year? So that's that's the first part. And obviously, when you're newer in practice, you might take shorter vacations. And so that's why I'm going to the other part of this, which is how you schedule vacations. So long weekends or or one week off, that kind of stuff can be almost neutral to your actual attended sessions. You know, if you have every other weekers, they end up all on the same week. If you have clients that that you're seeing, and you know they're going to be out you know most most folks are out at certain points during the year and your practice will be able to determine that you take time when you're going to have less sessions that you would miss anyway and so i don't know how much it makes sense to go into the scheduling jenga that can happen to try to minimize the impact on your financial bottom line but but that is that is i think how you can try to budget for it time wise and financially. So weeks like Thanksgiving, where a lot of people are going to be out anyway, if you take an extra couple of days off, it's kind of that minimal impact to what you're potentially missing out on, but still giving you that much needed time and reprieve away from uh, your, your caseload. Yes. Then, you know, I think we've talked about this before is like, Depending on the type of practice you're in, like I know a lot of my clients, like work with a lot of teenagers, that when there's school breaks, a lot of them end up going out of town to see extended family anyway, and kind of being able to time your travel with times that they're going to be out of town anyway. So that way, your your vacations are kind of based on what what the market allows. That you know, supply and demand. The demand is low you can take your time off too. Yeah. And I found that there have been times when I didn't get away uh, when my client load was was small and I was sitting around and I would try to do stuff for my practice and, and just rest. But I would sit there and the weeks were already way low 
<laughs> financially and I wasn't seeing that many folks. And then everybody would start getting back from vacation and I'm getting ready to go on vacation and everybody's like wanting to schedule and I'm not available. And so when you when you've been in practice for a couple of years, especially have you, if you have a, a niche or or kind of a target population of folks that you see, you'll start finding that rhythm and identify like this is when everybody's gone. <laughs> um so so that's getting to being able to be on vacation. So do you think that's sufficiently covered? I know there's probably other episodes we talked more in depth than some of that stuff. All right. So then it looks at what do you do about your clients when they're away? And this I think is the the highest priority is the safety and the continuity of care for your clients. And that's different for different practices. So let's let's start with the dream which is your practice because you've got You've got a whole group of folks. How do you how do you manage coverage? How do you manage off time? Like, what does that look like? So, in general, and uh, according to the coffee mug I have here, I am the world's greatest boss. So, <laughs> uh, looking at uh, that as my credentials, I do try to give everyone kind of the freedom to be able to manage their caseloads as they see fit. I give a, a fair amount of freedom when it comes to that. It's part of why I have such an awesome coffee mug here. But yes, but you got yourself that coffee mug, right? Moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but our Overall group practice, we do work with a little bit higher uh, severity caseloads than I think a lot of people do. We do DBT. We work with a lot of people with uh, suicidal feelings. So we have a higher risk overall clientele that we work with. So even if everybody wants to take the same days off, at some points I have to make the boss decision and assign people to be on call for the practice on those days. So that way, if there are people who are calling in who need kind of the assistance, it's kind of done in a way that is based on who can best provide services to everybody. It's I, I make boss decisions as far as like, okay, somebody's going to have to work. This time it's your turn. And we all rotate through that. So even if all of the practice is out for, let's say, 10 days, then everybody will end up having a day or two where they're the ones who have to take phone calls. And I think in our experience, it has been incredibly minimal when people have actually had to take those calls, but it's just kind of then being able to plan vacation days. Like if I'm out with my family, that's not the day or out on a vacation with my family. If it's my day to be on call, that's not the day that we pick to go to, you know, some remote location where I'm out of cell phone service range, or I'm not picking that day to be, you know, at the amusement parks or something where I'm not going to be able to get away and be able to talk with people. So it's being able to kind of soft plan those vacation days for, okay, I'm, I'm on call. And the, the awesome thing that I do is I pay people to be on call to make those adjustments. So um, it is kind of the dream situation to be an employee for me. I really like that. And it reminds me of some of the agency stuff when I was doing kind of the 24-7 stuff. And and that would be the case. We would have an actual on-call phone. I, I'm sure at this point now it's it's a digital transfer. <laughs> and and somebody would be on call. We would divide that up and it was and it was very helpful. So I think hopefully if you're at an agency that's salaried, 
<laughs> you're you're getting that or if you're on call for a, an agency that they also do what the amazing Kurt does and pay you while you're on call. The one thing, though, that you aren't talking about in that is supervisor coverage, because some of the folks who work for you are indeed pre-licensed and need clinical supervision. And so when you're fully off-grid, what do you do about supervision for your practice? So this might depend on the laws and the jurisdiction that you are in. I'm familiar with California, so I'm going to talk about how I operate. And this is with the influence of California law. My practice now has multiple people who are able to provide clinical supervision. And so if I'm on vacation now, there are other people who can fill in for up to a month without needing to sign extra paperwork in California. I've never been out you know, more than a month in, in kind of one of those situations. But what I used to do is I used to kind of bite the bullet and schedule video supervision while I'm traveling to make sure that people are still in compliance and able to run their practices. Uh, it might not be at the same time that we normally have. I've had to kind of step away from my vacation in order to make sure that my practice runs a little bit. So as much as I'd love to, I'd love to just be fully on vacation. But as a business owner, sometimes that means that I'm mostly on vacation. And I think as we go forward and as our group kind of continues to mature, it'll allow for more opportunities to do that. But the way I've managed it in the past has been, okay, if I'm softly on call and still available as a supervisor, then I'm still going to do that. Depending on the time of the year, if my supervisees, if all of their clients are out of town too and they're not working, then they don't need supervision that week. And we're both able to take the week off. Thryzer is a payment platform designed for out-of-network therapy. As a therapist, you would use Thryzer to charge clients for sessions and collect your full rate upfront. From the client's perspective, Thryzer links to their health plan, so insurance claims are automatically submitted for them upon every charge. From there, Thryzer manages the claims end-to-end -end so that your clients don't have to worry about manually submitting super bills or getting on calls with insurance. The best part? Thryzer allows clients to only pay their co-insurance portion for sessions, while Thryzer covers the rest of your fee and waits for reimbursement on their behalf. They also offer you an instant benefits calculator for free, allowing you to provide upfront transparency to prospective clients on their out-of-network coverage. Therapists only pay a standard 3% credit card processing fee per session with no additional fees. Visit join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Yeah, I think for me that that is similar to what I do for my practice, not for supervisees, but for my practice during the holidays when there's a lot of folks who are also taking time away. And I think a lot of therapists take some time off between, you know, mid-November and mid-January. And so I typically don't count on coverage. I kind of lightly cover my practice. I keep my my email going to me. I keep keep my phone, my therapist practice phone still coming. And I don't get a lot of inquiries. But if I do, I, I try to be able to step away. I think the thing to think about for that, and this is probably 
very, uh, very aligned with kind of the DBT wise mind. Do I, when, when do you answer a coaching call and when do you not? But I think if you're truly enjoying your vacation, whether it's you're off grid, you're exhausted, maybe you're having a cocktail, like there's things like that where you, you make the determination when you're able to respond to your clients, if they have a, a, a coaching call need or to your clinicians, if they need a supervision follow-up and, and how you do that. So I think that's beyond the scope of this conversation. But I think if you're kind of lightly on call, whether it's for coaching calls or crisis or or whatever for your clients... There's always a little bit of an extra awareness, but I think you can still live your life and respond reasonably timely in that regard. And you're not abandoning your practice. Is there anything like in the ethics codes to worry about if if that's the case, if you're kind of gone for two or three weeks and lightly covering your practice? I'm most familiar with the camp ethics code. It's And so I'm going to mostly speak from that one, but also a lot of the ethics codes overlap. So we do have an ethical responsibility for managing treatment disruptions. And even if those disruptions are intentional, things like vacations, and we're needing to put protocols in place and to understand from kind of the client's perspective on this stuff too. Like if we look at, you know, taking seven weeks off of vacation per year and all of the conferences and the other you know, the things that were on your time, especially like when we were on the, the camped board, like, oh, sure. There was a lot of time that we took off. And while many clients will understand kind of the, oh, you're busy and you're doing advocacy kind of stuff and you're taking care of yourself, some clients do need that predictability and they do need kind of that stability and being able to talk with them beforehand about protocols and, I've been surprised in the past, even with some of the clients that I've thought who have, you know, been, you know, in my eyes, an evaluation, very stable, productive, professional type people. When I've been like, hey, I'm going to take some time off. I'm softly available. Here's the kinds of situations that based on your presenting kind of issues for therapy, where I would imagine you might consider calling me. If not, you can send me a message and I'll respond back whenever is appropriate. And people just still getting very panicky about like, well, but what does that mean for our next session? And there's been times where I've kind of talked with clients before of like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to be gone for five days, whatever it is. And just kind of shaking people to like, oh, but that's not the stability of my regular schedule. And it's sometimes been very helpful to, you know, have good protocols in place. That's our responsibility. If you're having somebody else cover, here's in writing the person, you know, who's covering my practice. Here's their contact information. So that way you have it. But it's also incredibly rich sometimes as far as bringing up other kinds of treatment goals and ideas for when you do come back and being realistic with some clients of like, I need you to kind of start working on some skills that makes it to where there's more than just me as far as your stability in life. That's a really good point. And we hadn't talked about coverage yet, but I think that's a good place to go to right now is I think most folks when they're going through therapist school, you know, when you're supposed to be away, you have someone cover and and especially in agency settings, that's pretty easy. Like the you you have a whole coverage plan, you give the information to the person covering da 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 right and i think with electronic health records and being able to get you know access 
through, you know, whatever you've put together, I think it makes it fairly easy for someone to cover your practice and, you know, having that consultation relationship with the person who's covering your practice from the beginning. So I think that is, that is a strong practice. Most of my clients, I think in the 11 years, 12 years I've been in private practice. Oh, maybe it's 13 now. Anyway, the long time I've been in private practice, I think I've had one or zero, I can't try to remember, calls go to the, the covering clinician. And it wasn't that things didn't happen. It's just that they didn't feel comfortable calling my covering clinician. There's safety planning, there's there's putting together the protocols and all of those things in place. But I think the the last thing that you said around really teaching your clients to be okay without you, I think is a really important element in, in, in especially longer vacation planning. I was gone for almost three weeks this past summer and I was completely going to be like not available at all. And so I spent probably a month talking to my clients and planning for it and making sure we had as many sessions as we could have beforehand, as well as as many as we could when we when I got back to try to offset that. And so I think to me, there were still some crises I missed and they handled them, you know, either with family supports or or whatever. I don't think anybody, nobody had called my my covering clinician. But I think it is something that you think about, especially with your caseload. When I have a big trip scheduled, I I don't take new clients probably for at least a month ahead of time. Now, granted, sometimes you can't afford to do that, but I also try to plan for big marketing pushes three or four months ahead of time so that if I have some new clients, they've at least had, you know, a stabilizing set of sessions before I go off on vacation. So I don't have someone, I don't, almost definitely have someone in crisis, like someone who you start right before vacation. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> usually people start therapy in crisis. Maybe not all, but most people, that's what it takes to get them into therapy. So I try to plan around it, both having more clients ahead of time and then not doing any new clients when I, I get to vacation. But but it is something where there is a clinical risk. And, and like you said, the protocols, I think, can help offset that risk. But your clients still may have challenges with you being gone. And I think that's something where that is a reality. And I don't know that we can mitigate that completely. Do you feel like that's something that we could actually reduce to like, oh, no worries, go completely off grid and your clients will be fine? Like I I, I feel like doing our due diligence and getting as far as we can gets us there, but I don't think we can completely avoid it. I was here being like, you can completely avoid it, then you should not listen to anything that would come after that. I, <laughs> the, there's always, you know, kind of the unintended consequences. There's the things that come up for people. There's, you know, just kind of the things that are outside of your control, the diatheses of your clients where there might be just kind of that perfect storm of events that yeah. is really something where your responsibility to your clients, to yourself, to your ongoing practice is put protocols in place to manage the foreseeable ones and recognize that, okay, sometimes you might need to be a little bit flexible with your off time. And maybe this is just because of the kinds of clients that I've always had. Maybe it's just my personality, but you know, I always kind of have my own feelings when I see the therapists and Facebook groups and that kind of stuff being like, here's my absolutely rigid boundaries that are non-negotiable whatsoever. Where I'm like, 
okay, who who are these rules for? Because especially being the owner of a practice, I recognize that, all right, the, the buck stops with me. And that might mean that if somebody doesn't show up for their on-call, you know, kind of phone call sorts of things, like at the end of the day, it's my business and yeah. I'm going to do the things to make it manage. But am I going to spend an extra, you know, 40 hours figuring out, well, if client J ends up having this and this and this happen and therapist Y isn't available for that, then I need to have, you know, therapist X and therapist Z be on backup, backup call. I, I'm not going to do that kind of stuff. That those The more ifs that end up getting put into those kinds of things, the more in general, I'm not going to waste my time on it. The, yeah. Just kind of having the, okay, here's what to do. Here's the safety planning that we're going to do for you. Here's what my extremely limited availability is. Like Thanksgiving, I ended up taking off, you know, essentially four client days the week of Thanksgiving this year. And two of those were, I am absolutely not available during the day. One of them, I'm softly available to return calls in the night. The other days, just kind of business as usual, just without scheduled clients. So I'm still going to be doing some of my business stuff. I'm still going to be you know, puttering around my house. I watched I watched football. <laughs> I cooked. I ate leftovers. I did holiday shopping, but I was available-ish. Like I don't necessarily need to have all of my vacations be. I am completely unavailable. Not only does Therapy Notes combine billing, scheduling, notes, secure messaging, group telehealth, and more into one streamlined platform, they're also always adding new features and forms to their library. So no matter your specialty. Therapy Notes has you covered. Learn more at therapynotes.com and use promo code MODERN for two months free. And I think that's a good place to move to. Before we get there, though, just to kind of summarize so folks have it, is plan your vacations as well as you can to include no new clients leading up to it if it's a longer vacation. Make sure you have a coverage plan, whether it's you being softly available or a, another clinician. And and oh, I guess to clarify, you know, I I have you know go to clinicians who are my backups, and and I'll put them at all of my you know outgoing messages. If you're in crisis, call nine one one or whatever. If if not, if you need to talk to somebody before I get back, here's the clinicians who's covering my practice. So I I let them know, and I have it on all my kind of auto responders, but plan around it so that you, you know, you're not taking a whole bunch of time off before or after a big long vacation. Make sure that you've got coverage planned. Make sure that you are uh, doing safety planning or or some sort of of kind of talking through how do they get through an extended period of time away. And then also, I think one of the things I've done is sometimes I've got given them homework or writing prompts. The client was like, "Can you can you tell me some podcast episodes I can listen to so I can hear your voice and kind of keep that going, like almost like a little security blanket thing." And so I think there's there's different ways that as clinicians we can provide some continuity for them to either keep the work going or keep them safe. So I think that's that's that piece. But you were talking about kind of being softly available. You're uh, Thanksgiving week, you know, most of the folks in America, in the United States are, are, you know, taking a lot of 
Thanksgiving week off or took a lot of Thanksgiving week off. And a lot of folks then want therapy sessions <laughs> because of, of family stuff. I actually went up to the mountains and I was able to see clients from up there and, and, you know, because I just basically switched everything to virtual. And so I think for me, what, what you can do is if you're wanting to take a longer vacation, get someone somewhere further away, you can do a portion of that time where you actually see some clients that are maybe, you know, higher needs clients, clients that need a little bit more stability, and you still have the ability to do fully unplugged times for like a week or two weeks within that time frame, but you're also doing some work. And and I think that's the joy of telehealth is that if you've got clients who are open to it and available to it, you can actually diminish missed sessions that way. The big pieces with that, though, is to make sure that you've set it up, that you can have a, a sufficient Wi-Fi or phone connection. Phone calls can also work and that you also are able to c- get the adequate privacy and all the things that you would do any remote telehealth situation that you would have. But but to me, I think the biggest pieces with that is making sure that you actually do get some downtime and that you're not constantly working. Because I think constantly working on travel and and visit, you know, and, and vacation means that you're not actually getting vacation. Yeah, it might be nicer than being kind of at home or in your office or whatever, but it doesn't give you that full time away. I, I feel like for the mental health benefits of time away, we want kind of as much as you can, not on call and and fairly unplugged for at least a full day, if not like five or six full days. One of my favorite episodes that we've done is on structuring self-care and speaking to yeah. this kind of stuff of having that really deliberate time off wherever possible. And that's not going to be possible for everybody in every single situation. But you know, we've talked about this episode a lot from kind of that private practice perspective where people have control, but shout out to all of our agency listeners out there as well, that if you do get paid time off, take it. Like, yes, that, that's what it's there for. And, you know, if you can time it to where it's not going to affect your productivity stats and that kind of stuff, like be awesome about it. But that's why you have that kind of time off there. and being able to actually get away from work. Like I know my work schedule tends to end up like getting really intense sometimes, especially like the semesters that I'm teaching, or if we've got a lot of work on our end or finishing up like any trainings or stuff that I'm doing. But I also really try to embrace kind of the slow times off to balance it out. It's the both. And it's not just humanly possible to continue be go 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 but oftentimes i come back from those vacations with that renewed energy that allows for me to kind of do that that is all right i had that vacation so i can come back and enjoy the profession enjoy the work that i do and a lot of the burnout that i see in myself and other clinicians throughout the field just kind of seems to come with when did you actually get fully away from the work that we're doing. Usually it takes me two or three days just to like get out of work mode for vacation. I may not be the example that everybody else follows, but sometimes it is that extended period away that helps you to get that renewed sense of energy. I would 
you know, and recently there was kind of a poll going around in one of the therapist Facebook groups about like, why are people leaving the profession? We've had it in some of the episodes that we've talked about in the past as far as like, this is why therapists quit. But it's being able to really kind of have some some good time away from our work that allows for us to be human beings and and live our lives. Yeah. And I think about kind of what work looks like pretty much since well before the pandemic, but certainly during the pandemic and now with all the the global crisis, it seems like we spend time in session talking about really challenging things, lots of pain, lots of suffering. If we scroll through social media or if we're looking at the news and those kinds of things, there's a lot of pain and suffering and there's so much going on. And I think because our job is so focused on pain and suffering and we can't escape it either at work or at home, I think being able to take some steps away for for restorative breaks are really, really important for all of us. To me, I hopefully this was, you know, you know, one of our lighter episodes, but maybe there's some practical stuff here that you can use to really make sure that you're able to take care of yourself uh, over the holidays, throughout the year, get some vacation time in. I know there's stuff we've missed. I, I think there's even some additional systems I want to talk about maybe on another ep- episode around how you can keep your practice running and continuing to get new inquiries, that kind of stuff, even while you're away. So maybe we'll talk about that later, or I'll look through and see if there's any in the show notes. But but please take some time away, even if it's a long weekend, even if it's just a week off, something so that you can really keep doing this work because we need therapists to continue to do this work. We referenced a lot of our previous episodes. We'll include a list of those in our show notes. You can find those over at MTSG podcast.com follow us on our social media join our facebook group the modern therapist group talk about your vacations like it doesn't just have to be all all work in the facebook group over there yeah please don't just talk about work (laughs) and uh if you want to support us in other ways please consider becoming a patreon supporter or supporting us through buy me a coffee and until next time i'm kurt with almost katie vernoy Remember to check out Thryzer. They are passionate about making out-of-network therapy work for everyone. Clients save upfront on therapy while therapists earn their full rate. Get started in minutes on join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist and use the promo code modern therapists and receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Thanks so much to our partner, Therapy Notes, the highest rated practice management solution for behavioral health. Don't forget, using promo code MODERN gets you two free months. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes.